Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. I am your Dungeon Master Luke and your players are... Jeff and I play Gage, a level 3 human wizard. Peter, I'm playing Spigs, beloved dwarf, level 3 artificer. Wait, did you say beloved dwarf? Yeah, everyone loves By whom? All the listeners. Have oh. you not seen everything? He asked everyone, which wasn't that big of a list. <laughs> <laughs> he I, emailed them all and was like, who's your favourite? <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought he said, belittled dwarf. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any legs. <laughs> yeah, he's an extra small dwarf. <laughs> and I'm Trav, little moss, a level three and three quarter. <laughs> well, you're a three quarter orc, aren't you? Oh, a three and three quarter orc monk. Yeah. Oh, it, okay. It could be half orc monk, but I thought because you were saying that you're not really half, you're a three. You're a three quarter. Yeah, but this way it makes me look. I'm level three and three quarter. Like I'm three quarter of the way through the level. All right, then just say half orc from now on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, I am. Hi, everyone. My name is Travis. I'm Little Moss, and. I have an indeterminate race, heritage, heritage, etc. <laughs> but you're a, a monk, which is. Level but three. I am level three, and I was a monk. Was. All right. Ooh, no spoilers. So, which one of you boys is going to roll the d20 for me? And when I say which one, I mean everyone must. But which one is going to tell me what happened last time? Uh, little moss seventeen. Uh, Spigs rolled a five. Well, not Spigs. Me. I'm Peter. Jeff. Jeff seven. Alright. Oh, Jeff. Just, just. Alright, Peter, so what happened previously on Beyond the Dice? Previously on Beyond the Dice, with only five hours left to save Glist Spig's wife from the Edict of Ire, they had to return all the items they had stolen from the Edict previously. They had one item left, a key that was at local library. But previously, Spig's had, uh, been consumed by alcohol and had visited Peter, Peter's pizzeria and had vomited it all out. He doing number threes. He um, forgot his gun and all his items and they had found at least a jumper for him. So when they rocked up to the library he uh, had a moment of panic that he was not dressed for the occasion so turned around and then realised that they had not much time left. So they entered the library and met with Lorian and June, who told Spigs about his uh, parents and them being part of some some team, some guild, some even maybe possibly a cult to protect the world by finding items of power and and uh, hiding them away from out of dangerous hands. So we ended with. The question, will Spigs join? Where we left off previously <laughs> was... Just just to do a, a mini recap, because I think it needed to happen anyway. Um, 
Spigs and the the rest of the crew were in the basement level of the library and they'd seen all of these old scrolls and tomes, books, um, you know, artifacts here and there, little statues and whatnot. Spigs was shown his parents being a part of this and uh, the, the gnome, whose name is Lorian, read out a list of people who were a part of the Keepers of Law alongside Spigs' parents. Lorian decided that it must be fate or something similar that brought Spigs back and he thinks that Spigs should join. Where we did leave off was Lorian deciding he would help you guys, help the mercenaries by placing a spell, a tracking spell on the key and giving it back to the edict for a short amount of time until it moves location or until um, until the time is decided that you will steal it. The only light is sort of like backup lights on the roof, very, very dull, and the single lamp that is on this huge desk that's pointed down on a tome that he was reading from prior, reading out all the names of the Keepers of Law. And he lifts his hand away from Spig's left hand, where he had just placed the key, and he says, Ah, well, it's... Uh, that seemed a bit premature. And he snatches the key away quickly, and he says, We have to still have to do the ritual. So if you would all uh, be kind enough to follow me upstairs, um, where we have a little bit more space, then we can continue um, this ritual. Uh, was there anything else that you were giving to the edict of Aya that I can place uh, the same spell on? Gage opens his backpack and then reaches down and grabs all the MacGuffins um the the tablet Hmm. with the the woman the jewellery box the other iron keys we've got Uh, you have more keys you didn't Uh, tell me that before oh and he like grabs them and he's looking at them all all the different types of keys that are there Oh my, this, these are, these are very important. I believe that these must unlock something very great. Mm. Well, we will, we will do this ritual and then we can, um, it's going to take some time and we can talk. We need to talk about these, these keys. Uh, there's a lot about them that that I I think I might know something about them. And he he takes the keys. He he looks back at like the tablet and stuff in your hand. He's like, um, these other bits and pieces is not not so much. Maybe this. He taps on the top of the jewelry box. I, I could probably do that. Um, but these keys, they're perfect for what we for what we need. Um, Gage kind of looks at the tablet and says, 
maybe I can put my own stuff in here. Make it a little bit more trackable from a techno a techno side. Techno? Like the the music genre? Yes. Yes, like that. No. <laughs> electronically. I can uh, electronically track this with a GPS chip inside. Oh, computer stuff. Yes, cool. We've got computers upstairs. Did you see them when you came in? I haven't been used in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. Yes, like a like hundred years or something. Like literally a hundred years. Whoa. Anyway, let's, let's go back upstairs. Um, uh, Dune, he's probably getting the circle ready. Uh, come on, come on, come along, come on. And he continues back up the stairs with the, the keys. So you follow him or you hang out in the basement? What y'all doing? We really need that uh, last key. We have to follow him. Is there anyone else in the room? It's um, Little Moss there. Cortain follows up the stairs. Nothing that really grabs Gage's attention. You can roll a perception if you wish. Or an investigate. Investigation. 14. Alright, you see a, a golden gauntlet with all of these different coloured gems shooting, sitting on the <laughs> shelf. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, it's dangerous. <laughs> You're like, hmm, the world could do with a, a few less people. Uh, no. Um, what did you guess it in? Again, sorry. 14. 14? Um, you see some, you like, see a shelf with uh, what we would consider to be like. Chinese or Japanese sort of uh, jars, possibly. Um, they are in the shape of um, sort of like you see, like a um, like a clay jar thing that looks like a, a warrior. It's a helmet and a, uh, a sword, sort of resting on its chest. And then there's another one of a woman with like a parasol, um, uh, but they they aren't human. They are elves. You can tell by the pointed ears and the, um, the shaped eyebrows that elves usually have. But otherwise, you know, the other bits and pieces are like just old scrolls that are crumbling away and books and stuff. And you probably haven't seen like this much this many books and, and really pieces of paper and stuff for in like for for ages for quite a long time like most of the paper and stuff in the city is like made of this calcium stuff or um made out of this like fabricated mushroom sort of material mm-hmm. um like tree stone paper or stone paper yeah that's like, like the calcium, calcium stuff, carbonate yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, but like tree paper most of these are made out of like you know there's vellum and stuff and parchment which is hide based but like there's a lot of tree paper here and you've not seen it uh, or, or you haven't seen it in that sort of quantity before but otherwise nothing else really like sort of catches your eye it just looks old and dusty also I'd like to add that like if this was a normal library Gage would look around and he would see references or things that he, his AR would pick up on here it's just dead I yeah, assume that's it's nothing it. Which there's is like strange. There's no ads. There's um, there's no real information that's feeding to you. Um, yeah, it's kind of like not a dead zone, but it's just it's actually quiet in here. Mm. 
and which is rare yeah which is rare and i don't know how you would feel about it um all of you because whether you're wearing your glasses or your goggles or it's part of your eyes the constant sort of um the constant advertisements and data and information that's being flooded to your your vision or um or you know basically to your brain in a sense um like it may feel weird for there to be nothing there for those of you who sort of consume that sort of information constantly all the time. Mm. I don't trust it because mm. my shifty eyes are moving back and forth. Although, follow up the stairs. You didn't have them before before you left the monastery. No, that's true. So maybe it's like almost like a respite for you. You're like, oh, kind of like the good old days or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a, there is a sense of calm in this place, which I am drawn to. And maybe that's why I'm slightly more inclined to just follow along and see what this guy has to say. Cool. So you guys go back up the stairs or you want to look around in here some more? No, Gage, Gage follows. You go up the stairs past the chain that was uh, blocking off this part of the library and you walk down the hall between these two big or the aisle between these two big bookcases and you sort of like take a little while to to find your way back to the center of this um this library where you had met this gnome and this goliath before before you met dune and lorian you get back there and the center area that had like a carpet and chairs and that sort of thing have been has been rolled away and the chairs pushed to the side. The desks moved a little and you see Dune on the ground, or not on the ground, but sort of bent over with this huge piece of uh, white chalk. And on the like slate ground, he is drawing these symbols in this huge circle. And the circle is probably like, yeah, but maybe 20 feet um, by 20 feet, this massive, massive circle. And there are all these runes and shapes and symbols and stuff. What kind of devilry is this? You have seen similar symbols, not arranged in this way, but um, on tablets and in the monastery. And they look a little bit like this, but a little different. These kind of look... Um, they do, do they look- kind of look darker. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't, I don't get a good vibe. I take Dune. my glasses, like I put my glasses up on my head and I'm just like, I back away. Dune, uh, he turns when he, he hears you guys say something, or hears little moss say something, and he's like, This is, uh, this is a part of the ritual. There's no reason to be alarmed. Uh, Mom looks finished, just bear with me. As he turns and looks to Lorian, and Lorian says, Yes, uh, no, no problem, take your time. It's... Actually, don't take your time, but, you know, to do the job. We don't want Spiggs' wife to die, expire. Uh, you know what I mean. And... How, how long is this going to take? We need to, get, we need to get back. Like I said, we are almost done. The ritual itself will take, what, uh, an hour? Lorian says, yes, yes, just, just an hour. You guys know that you've probably got about five hours left now. Uh, do we all need to be here for this ritual? I might go and come back. Where are you 
Where would you go? Uh, I'm going to go back and get Spig some clothes. And I might tinker with this laptop. This tablet, sorry. Well, I was just thinking. Uh, Spigs does need clothes, but are you not a wizard of some sort? There's some sort of magical aura about you that I can see. Yeah, I thought you would want to stick yes. around to see this sort of thing. Uh, you look, if you don't, if you ought to go, I'm not going to stop you. But um, this might be insightful. Okay, I'll stay. You don't We're have to. Listen. No, 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 no. It's all right. Can't, can't we just order some more clothes on the on the webs? Get it, get it delivered. And your gun. And my gun. And well, actually, where where are, where are, where is all your stuff, Speaks? Is it actually it's not back at the base, is it? You left at the pizza shop, didn't you? Uh, yeah. We probably don't want simple. He doesn't remember seeing us do this sort of ritual. They might get a bit scared and call us some sort of evil that aims to destroy the city or something. So, <laughs> um, we better. We what, what was that nervous laugh about? It's happened before. You destroyed being an evil cult, or no? Like people getting confused with wizards and mages and sorceresses and that sort of thing in ages past. Don't you? Don't oh, you that... read? Do you have you not partaken in history? And he like oh. motions around to all of the books on 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 the shelves. I thought that was only for witches. Wizards are cool. Yes, but anyway, in yes, don't don't worry. Well, um, this is, this is done. It's ready for the keys. Um, Lorian? And Lorian, like, passes over the keys to Dune. Very well. Um, let me, let me get the tome. And he walks over to the desk that he was at with all the, um, where he had all the books and stuff he was reading when you guys entered. And he pulls out this, um, this book. It's probably, like, 8 inch by 10 inch in, size but quite thick like like um 25 centimeters thick uh and he flips it open and he's looking through and he's like ah yes very well very good um dune just place the keys uh here and he puts down a bowl like this sort of copper bowl at the top of this big circle and he puts his hand over the top of it He says, there will be a beginning ritual where I shall chant and call some magic words and command the spell to attach to the keys. Then I shall place the keys within the circle and um, we shall wait as they are imbued with this tracing spell. And that can take up to an hour. Um, And he, on the desk, he like, he goes to this little circular egg timer and he turns it and it makes that sort of clicking noise until he gets to 60 minutes um, and he says and we shall begin and he begins to stand in front of it the keys are in that little copper bowl at the, at the um, say the northmost point of this circle and he places his hands over the circle that's drawn on the ground with all the symbols he begins to chant and mumble under his breath and you guys can you get, can sorry Gage start recording this 
yeah but yeah so he's gonna start recording um audio or um video actually you don't i'm not sure if you'd have a video like you don't have a camera with you do you no but would could gage's eyes record um i would say probably not unless you have like a camera or you get an augment that does such a thing or a spell that allows you to or something would but for ar to exist wouldn't it like transmit out so to place objects in a 3d world it would be able it would need to view those objects yeah but it's not like saving the data it's like real-time information okay oh well could it be like copying it to his digital spell book equivalent then like that kind of recording like oh, it's yeah. picking up on the arcane arcane arcane, nah, arcane data um, and transcribing it into his spell book I will let you sort of like collect information on the circle um, and like timing and pacing of the ritual like the the sort of ban- magical math behind it but then I'll mm-hmm. get you to roll like arcana um, and maybe like investigation or whatever to like fully understand it <clears throat> later on. Yep. Cool. That's cool. Cool. But it won't be like a live video feed. It'll be just like all the information gathered from you watching the, the data, like watching yeah, the and, ritual. And if I need to like record it properly later to understand what it is, that's fine as well. Like, yeah, cool. Cool. All right. So as his hands are out and he begins chanting, and his voice sort of gets louder and louder, and you see that the symbols drawn all within this circle begin to like slowly glow, like a, a light sort of blue. Boom, boom. Here, there, everywhere, they start to glow as he's chanting. And you see that lines draw through the circle, cutting uh, the circle into four pieces. And then once again, two more lines sort of crackling like lightning across in an X over those four to create eight sort of segments of this circle. And those lines, they're not perfectly straight. They're like crackled lightning. Where they meet in the middle... Lorian places his hand and Dune brings over this blade, this, this small knife. He passes it to Lorian and Lorian takes the knife. He cuts and what looks like an eye, a symbol, in the back of his hand. Whoa. The, the blood sort of wells up and drips between the webs of his fingers he then quickly removes his hand and he turns his palm towards himself, pointing the eye that he cut into himself towards the circle. He begins chanting some more, Dusta Bardasa! And you see the wound heal up completely. Where he placed his hand in the middle of the circle, you see this sort of glowing impression of a hand which then shrinks down and then opens back up but where there was a hand there is now an eye symbol and the eye is glowing like that bright light blue and all the symbols are now glowing and in those segments in those eight segments surrounding this eye within the center of this circle 
some other symbols sort of just they weren't drawn before but they just flick up into nowhere and they're not just on the ground they're hovering in the air and then all of the little symbols around um, and in the circle the eye everything there's like a an energy version of it that lifts up into the air Lorian then walks over to the keys, picks them up out of the bowl and throws them into the centre of the circle. Spigs, he thinks, you think that he's throwing them at you? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, Spigs just like, of this crazy wave of magic, just collapses. From, like, from fear? From just, just shock, yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Alright, you are like, let's say you're like sitting on the ground... Your arm sort of holding you up. You're looking at this scenario, this scene. And Lorian throws these keys. And they look like they're going to arc down and hit you. But as they pass through the center of this circle where this eye is, the eye grows bigger. The pupil gets smaller. And the keys stop and hover. And just as that happens, Lorian ceases chanting. He sort of like falls to one knee. And Dune comes over with this like this cloth and it looks like it's um it's wet um he wrings it out as water sort of splashes on the floor and he places it on his master's head and says there you are master just sit down relax and then Lorian goes to an armchair and sits down and he's holding this wet cloth on his head and he says the ritual has begun it won't be much longer like i said Within the hour until <coughs> until it's fully completed, until the trace is is put upon those keys. And he turns to you, Gage, and he says, "As you can see, this type of magic takes a lot out of a lot out of me, and that's why." You people use those things, and he sort of like looks and points towards your your arm, and um, he can see like on your neck the your rig poking out from sort of your shirt collar. It's cybernetics and augments or whatever you call them. They're a little intrusive, you know. You have to bury them in your body and replace your parts with them. But it does make the arcane arts a lot easier to manage with them. But I, I, I cannot bring myself to do such a thing. I'm, I'm a little old-fashioned, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Having the, this direct connection to, to me at all times gives me a quicker access to my magic. I don't need to cut myself open to to get to the human part of me. It's already accessible. I I understand this. It's very old. Yes, it's... uh, If you've learned anything today, know that with this sort of tracing spell... um, it's, It's quite funny. It sounds funny. This tracing spell cannot be traced unless it is by the one who sheds his blood... To place this spell on the item. When we need to track this down, I will have to send you the information of where it is, uh, as nobody else can trace these keys or this spell unless they place their own trace upon it. Um, uh, Dune, would you be so kind? 
kind to fetch me some tea, um, parched. Absolutely, my master. I will collect your favorite teapot and teacup immediately. I will be back. Um, in this, in the meanwhile, while this spell's going on, you can use the time to, like, talk to either of these two, um, or talk amongst each other. But it's, you've basically got, like, up to an hour of time to do things um, until these keys are ready. So, let's start with, um, yeah, let's start with you, Speaks. What do you want to do? Oh, well, what was that? Was that, that was some real, real magic. That was, yeah. Are you all right, L- Lorian? You. Have you been guys drinking can... while the magic happens, or? To get drunk again. <laughs> yeah. so he's, like, stunned from what he just saw. He basically uh, saw, like, he's, like... You guys don't really see th- this sort of magic. Um, when you guys see magic in New Etika, it's kind of like, is it magic or is it technology? You're not quite sure. Um, because now the the lines or the separation between magic and technology has been blurred through augments and stuff. Mm. Um, so him seeing, like, this ritual where, you know, this guy cut into his own hand and was chanting this, this thing and out of nowhere light and, and energy... Um, and almost like de- the, the defying of gravity just came out of nowhere just because he was chanting things like and saying things in a language he didn't understand like Spiggs is rattled is he? yeah pretty badly well Spiggs yes that's it is um, an old magic and it's something that's almost disappeared from this world from from whatever cataclysm broke our world from the wonderful place it once was to this desolate wasteland with cities like this spotting the surface. Yes, it's, uh, it seems dark and archaic, and it, it kind of is archaic. It's not something that you will see every day, but it's necessary. If you just simply place some sort of technology tracker somebody could remove it or break it or hack it but with this we can see it we know the traces there but nobody else does <coughs> uh, where's that t where is he but but even if even if you have um like something that's magic surely there's some there's still some connection to the real world this, there must be something that's findable. I think you're just a little bit overconfident. Surely there's a way that there's some connection between the tangible world and the intangible world to these items. There, Yes, there absolutely is. But now with augments and technology and such, there are not many people that have bothered to build devices or ways of tracking or finding archaic, arcane magics. Hmm. Maybe somebody from, um, I don't know, somebody within the, the control of arcane energies within the city, maybe a government group or something may have the means to find and track down ones with magic. I don't know, it's n- never been done or talked about, really. Do you have any books here that I could possibly use 
or borrow from this library that that I could use for this. For what? Well, to possibly find out more about this ancient magic and seeing how we can augment our augmentations. Use some, some more of this ancient technology, this ancient magic, and put it, put it within me. There are some, but I would not let them leave this place. I would say if you wanted to come here and use the books, and I could help you and uh, explain them to you and things like this, and he points down to the ritual circle, I would be absolutely happy to. But I would not let them leave, because they are ancient themselves, older than the city, probably. I understand. With uh, this this much uh, power, could you not just simply bring Glist here and save her? There are some rituals which allows the transportation of a person or thing from one place to another, yes. But usually you need some sort of uh, base element from that person. Say, um, a hair or a teardrop or um, blood, a fingernail, those sorts of things. Something from that person. Um, And also to know that person. You can't just pluck anybody out of reality and move them across space um, just by thinking it. Be be real creepy if he's like, well, I've got all those things (laughs) in a little vial I carry (laughs) as a necklace. Yeah, like just (laughs) just get real weird. It's here, right next to my garlic bread. Yeah, Uh, yeah, little master, that would be weird, wouldn't it? (laughs) He swallows Speaking something. Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> On an unrelated note. I left it in my other pants. Oh. Be good if you had any any pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're just gunning for... We, we'd settle for shorts at the moment. Yeah. Let me see if... um, We had a cleaner a while back. A dwarven cleaner. Let me see if there are some overalls that he has left here. Um, Dune. 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 Where's my goddamn tea? Coming, master. And you see Dune sort of hurrying back with um, the teacup and the tea. He places it down, pours the tea, hands the cup to him. And he says, Dune, would you fetch, um, what's his name? The old janitor's, um, things. Uh, maybe there's some proper clothes for Spigs here. He seems to be... Less than half naked. Dune, like, nods, and he, um, runs away, t- comes back with this, um, this sort of archive box, you know, that typical archive box that's, like, sort of brown on the outside uh, with a white lid, and he pops off the white lid, and he goes through, and he takes out, a like, a pair of overalls and a, um, like a tool belt and there's like some rags and some bits and pieces in there and he pulls out like a an old snub nose revolver and he's like oh I didn't know he had this in here it's a bit awkward isn't it bringing a gun to work mm. and then he um, <laughs> don't, don't we all <clears throat> he places it back in the box and he turns to speaks and says no Certainly do not. I bring more sophisticated weapons like this. And he lifts up the uh, the sort of great club that he had resting against the table. And um, 
He says, That there makes a lot of sound. And yes, you know, it hurts when it hits you. But if you dodge it, you're fine. This makes a lot of sound. But when it does make sound, it crushes their head in. <laughs> their entire head. Like the whole thing. Crushed. <laughs> like, a, like a walnut. Like- I like a style, June. <laughs> uh, Speaks just like... Drops the, the jumper and puts on the pants. Cool, you chuck on the overalls. Um, right in front of everyone. Oh. Like, like two guys hanging out, trying to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you do so, they all like turn and evade, uh, like avoid the gaze of your um, your brown, your, uh, your body. Um, and when they turn back, you've got their clothes on. Not, not one of them questions how I put them on with two robotic legs. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. They just turn yeah. away. It's easier that way. We I don't have to try and describe. To detach the, you have to detach the legs first and then put them back on. But no one sees it. <laughs> so out of everything, at, at least you can put on pants two legs at a time. No? Okay. <laughs> what? Tell you what. It's it's like a it's like a whole thing, you know. It's a trope. Of, anyway, oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is better this way when we ignore you and I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Gage is gonna um, try and get the ball moving. He's gonna use detect magic. He's gonna spend a full ten minutes like just studying the magic spell that's taking place in front of him. Cool. Um, for the duration, um, you sense the presence of magic within thirty feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint. Aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. Um, you learn at school of magic, if any. Cool. Uh, this would probably be the school of divination and a hint of illusion. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got some a little bit more flair than it probably needs, right? Um, you mean the actual drawing of yeah, the, the spell or the composition of the like the magic? Both. Um, composition of the magic is pretty, like, Spartan. It's complicated, but it's pretty basic. Like, the divination to, to like, find, locate things, hidden things. Um, and then the illusion to hide said no, nice. spell. Like, that's, that's ba- like, the basic premise of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind it is, like, a big bunch of algebra like magic algebra, um, this source this code circle. of the universe stuff. Yeah, this circle yeah. is like the GUI, the GUI of the um, of the source code. Like this is what they use to interface with that plane that magic sits in upon within without um, the plane that is magic, the ether, yeah. if you will, the magical plane. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So this is one form, but I want to say the gauges is a little bit different. Like this is some of the symbols are the same, but some are a little bit different. Like he's got a more advanced or like more compiled version of this. Yeah, that makes sense. Like he's it's built on the kind of like um, built on the shoulders of giants. Like what source code is source Yours. code of the universe is today compared to what it is like or to what it was. Yeah, Yours is um like. Helvetica, and this one is like ye old English. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that sort of thing. Like it's yours you've is got Comic some... Sans, bro. It's the <laughs> no, worst. that's yours, dude. Yours is Comic Sans. <laughs> it's it's my turn. Kapow! Too. As you punch. 
Yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah. So that's yeah. You, there are like spa- there are some sort of uh, pieces that are similar and the same, but also slightly different. And then there are other ones that you just kind of don't understand. Yeah, especially yeah. from the different schools of magic. There, like yeah. you can recognize them, but not uh, decompile them. Yeah. So. You're doing that. You're sort of like studying it and stuff. Does anybody else want to do anything real quick before yep, I yep. move on? I do. Hey, hey. Oh, you go first, Trev. Okay, mine's quick. So I'm sleeping in the corner with my head nestled into my chest. Um, in an armchair or on the ground? or uh, Just on like a stool, like in a yep. corner with my head like down. But like my shifty eyes are still going. So I don't really, <laughs> no one really realizes that I'm not, I'm, I've checked out. Well, didn't you have dogs in there? You had shifty dogs. Yeah, I had shifty dogs with shifty dog eyes. Yeah. So, as far as anyone's concerned, I'm 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 mildly paying attention, but I'm actually asleep. <laughs> Roll for snoring. <laughs> Do I have to? Why not? What's that performance? Um, no, let's just roll the d twenty. Okay. Because you're not you're not actively trying to perform, pretending you're asleep. You're. Uh, that is. I rolled a twelve. You're not snoring at all. Good. So, Little Moss is sitting there, and he's just like, he looks bored. Looks like he's uh, kind of paying attention. He's looking in your direction. Hey, uh, Gnome Boy. Boy, Gnome. Huh? Lorian. Yes, pigs. So, so you can, you can, you can <gasps> trace these things. I'm so sorry. Did any of you want some tea? I drank it all and didn't offer any of it to any of you. I feel incredibly rude. I'm just used to uh, it being us two around here. Oh, sorry, Spigs, go on. Continue. Uh, on that note, I never offer dwarf tea. Really? It's poisonous. Yep. I thought you had... Um, Caffeine to dwarfs. Do you have advantage yeah. against poisons? Yeah, I have advantage against it. doesn't mean it's not poisonous. <laughs> My stomach can hold the poison, but it's still a rough ride. <laughs> on 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 another note, but so so you can trace these things. You can bring my wife here. The next question is: I didn't say could, I could bring your wife here, but yeah, you, you did. You kind of did. I said it could be possible, but I'd need exactly. some things. Yeah. So apart from more than necessities, could you reform my body? The parts you're missing? Or the parts yes. that are very small and inadequate. Either Ooh. Um, sleeping, by the way. Still larger than the sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... That is a... A rough one. Hmm. Look, look, if it's a no, it's a no. I'll get over it, but... I'm not going to say no, but... I have not heard of a way to grow someone's limbs back or or reverse the damage that you've had but I will I will definitely look into it I will I promise you Spigs I will That would be a glorious day Yes I would assu- I would assume it's quite difficult to only have one limb it's it's rough Um yes I will I will look into it as soon as I get my energy back, I will begin. Um, just quickly with Gage, when that revolver was seen, was it anything like um? Uh, was it anything like the lo- one of the Longleaf revolvers? Uh, Page, Page's, yeah, pa- Page's revolver? revolver. 
no, this one's like a little snub nose one, like just basically a cheap gun that you can buy on the street, like a little six shooter. Did Lorian mention what happened to the Longleafs or? No, he just said that they were um, once keepers as well. Okay. Well, um, kind of after staring and staring and staring and trying to figure out how the spell works and trying to pull it apart, all of a sudden Gage's head kind of twitches and realizes he's back in reality and turns to Lorian and says, Oh, um, Longleaf, Longleaf. Um, what was the, um, what happened to them? If you don't mind me asking, I, I know of their daughter. The noise of me turning towards the correct page of my notes. Wherever the hell it is. It's too many, too many notes. Which, uh, for those of you who are thinking of running Dungeons and Dragons, um, or any sort of RPG, too many notes is always a good thing. Ah, yes, the Longleafs. Good, good friends of mine. Sildia. She was, uh, she was beautiful, that Sildia. And Kulon, he was, he was a fighter. Him and his wife both. They, um, they worked for me. And, um, Kulon's father, sort of, um, an old friend of mine. Uh, a colleague and a fellow student when we were both young and handsome. <laughs> um, he... He left the Keepers and took up his own journey, and I'm sad to say it, but he he stole some things from us when he left. And uh, let's just say that uh, we're not on very good terms, and we haven't been for um, a couple of years. But you said you knew of her, of Sildia, and uh, Kulon's daughter? Yeah. Daughters? I, I know, I know of Paige. Yes, they were. Yes, um, Sylvia and um, Kulong, they, they perished not too long ago. Um, maybe, I don't know, ten, ten years? It's, I, I don't really keep track of the time anymore since it's just the two of us. But it would be, it would be good to see her again. Well, if you're okay with it, I might pass along that you're here so that she can learn more about her parents. It might bring comfort to her in these troubled times. Yes, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. That would be nice. Done. Oh, a lord. On yes. Keeper, keeper of all this lore. Um. Uh, my, my official title in the Keepers is Archivist. If you want to use that, you can. Um, oh, another thing, speaks. Don't feel like that you have to say yes to me. I, 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 I just suggested that you would join us to, you know, for your parents and that sort of thing. But I, you should probably really think about it. Yeah, I may. I can't remember if I said yes before because I was still drunk and all. But uh, yeah, I think I'm really, really interested. But yeah, like I said, this I need priorities and my family. Speaking of which, yes. What, like you have all this, all this magic, and you know you can you can track track things. You can teleport my wife. You can possibly grab my limbs back. Can 
The other question is, why couldn't my parents be saved? Well, your parents, that one's a difficult one, Spigs. I'm sad to say that I sent them out on a mission that was very, very dangerous. Uh, I believe that they were the only ones to do it, as it, it, um... There was a dwarven artifact that was that was in question that we were looking for and searching for and we knew where it was and I believe that your parents being both dwarves that the the magic of the item would not um, would not harm them or it would see them as um, as like family like blood um, so uh, I sent them out and they headed out into the wasteland, um, into the scorched lands out there, and um, they were gone for quite a long time. And I, I sent Dune out there, and um, he spoke with the people that killed them, and. He brought back evidence and he sort of looks down to the ground um, and he says that ring you're holding that was that was your father's ring um, that's why it will work with you is because you are on the same bloodline and we can send communications to one another if 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 you're not too far or if there's nothing blocking it um, don't accept his MSM request, he's creepy old dude. Um, I MSN lasts so far into the future. Like it, comes, it comes back. Who knew that was that was gonna be the thing to survive from this age? Yeah. Didn't we say that about something it's, else? MySpace or something earlier yeah. on in the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> like all or the ask Jeeves or something. Yeah. We've done that, we've done that one. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's ICQ. Sorry. Spigs, I... I... There's nothing more I can say besides I am sorry and I regret sending them because we were unable to retrieve the item and we lost two of the best people I have ever known. And as you see, like, tears welling up in his eyes and he grabs the cloth that was once on his forehead now sort of resting in his hands and he sort of dabs them at his eyes. Bing! The little egg timer goes off. Oh, it looks like it uh, will be done quite soon. And just as he says that, the glow from the keys and the eye and the symbols and all this sort of thing that were all over the ground begins to fade. And then this singular... It's like the, the light leaves all of the outside areas and travels to the centre. And there's this one singular beam that travels up into the keys and the keys glow one more time and then... They fall, and they hit the ground. Clunk. It is finished. Speaks. Thank you very much, but we need to get out, out of here. In an undetermined amount of time, because we don't know when we can do it, but I want to call upon you, all of you, to help me get these keys back, because I fear they're for something horrible, but something great. Terrible. Terrible. 
but great. Terribly great. Terribly great. Curious. That's really mysterious. He's got the same fucking wand as you do, Harry! <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm glad, I'm glad we got there. Alright, so you, um, the keys are laying there. What are y'all doing? Well, now I've got my, got my pants. <laughs> now I've got I, f- the I feel keys. like I'm in a better place. <laughs> I'm, I'm more sobered up than I was before. We haven't got much time. Let's go, boys. Let's go get your gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gun on me this whole time? You're the one left in the toilet. I wasn't going to go in there. What are I doing in the toilet? Let's go find out. Number threes. <laughs> All right. So you guys, um, you, are you guys leaving the library? Yeah. Yep. All right. So we see this scene of the library. The light glow goes out. There are some lanterns around the place shedding the, um, the center of this library in an amber light where we see a Spinks running off down the hallway towards the huge front doors. Trailing behind him is uh, Gage, Cortain, and uh, we then we see Little Moss, you're sitting there and you sort of like s- yeah. slide off the chair a little bit and uh. you wake up suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Huh? Lorian, where'd they go? They Look! They're running that way. Oh, I thought I'd run after them. <laughs> you catch up as all of you guys leave the library as Spigs pushes through the door, looks around, continues down the huge stairs through the decrepit, disgusting, aged husk of a garden that was once in front of this library into the rain. You run out to the street... Uh, there are not many cars traveling around here, but is our cab still there? Uh, doesn't look like he he <sighs> might have came back and you guys weren't there, so he left again. Okay. Um, but oh. you do see uh, a bus traveling past. That's probably in the wrong direction. Hey, uh, hey, uh, which one are you again? Gage. That's right. I remembered. Uh, don't you have that the taxi driver's number? Yeah, we'll call him up then. He gets your phone call and he's like, I'm on my way. And not not much longer, maybe five minutes later, the taxi rocks up. As you guys all get into the vehicle, he's like, Hey, guys, I got uh, my medication. Where are we going? Uh, we gotta go get... We gotta go get back to the pizza place and then back to the casino. Did you, you say... Else? Pete's Pizzeria? Yeah, Pete's Pizzeria. Alright, cut two, you guys are there. You're inside the pizzeria. You're, um, Spigs, you're at the front counter and you're talking to the lady and she's like, Well, we just found all the stuff and we didn't know whose it was. We asked a bunch of the people inside the, inside, inside the pizzeria. Nobody claimed it, so we just threw it out in the trash. I'm really sorry, I... What, what what happened in in there? I believe somebody did number threes. Oh no! <laughs> I knew that was coming back as a reference. <laughs> it looked like dwarven number threes. Was that you? It cost me sixty dollars to clean that up, you son of a bitch. Dollars? It cost me sixty chips to clean that up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> look, look. If you if you give me 
some quick pizza on the, on the side, I'll tip you a 60. Oh, man, I don't think pizza's going to help. If you told me you lost all your stuff, I doubt you're going to have 60 credits on you or 60 chips or whatever, so what get out of here! It's like, I'm making pizza here. <laughs> We're about to close up. It's really late. Uh, Spigs runs out the back and fumbles through the garbage bins. All right, roll a... Um, Is the hobo still there? The drunken master pops out. And, and the unconscious geek. <laughs> nah, the hacker guy, he's not there. He's gone. <laughs> uh, in the hobo guy, he's further down the alleyway. But uh, speaks roll a d20. Perception? Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's a 19 plus 3. 22. All right. You find, luckily, you find your goggles. You find your pants, your shirt, but your armor is gone. Your thunder cannon is gone. Most luckily of all, because you um, rolled so well, you find it in a bag with like a bunch of vomit, but you pull out your little bag of holding and you brush off some of the vomit. I think... Uh, and, I, and I and he does like a dwarven prayer, and he puts his hand into the bag of holding and thinks his thunderfire can. All right, you pull your hand out of the bag of holding. It's covered in feces. Nothing is there. You do not pull out your cannon. No. And that's where we'll leave it for this episode. Yeah. Good. Cool. Mercenaries have everything required to save the list. Keys, check. Necklace in box, check. Tablet, check. Video, check. It seems everything is in order. Well, my name's Crux, the interdimensional demon bard, and I'll be seeing you next time, traveler. My travelers, my adventurers, my warriors. My rangers, my fighters, my wizards, warlocks, shamans. You're saying that that's our audience. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for uh, telling me I have a 80s bad guy aesthetic. I was told that today. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was real random. Um, yeah, so thanks for heaps for being cool people. Who, yeah, who like- are the 80s bad guys? Oh. I'm supposedly one of them. Yeah, but like, who, like what, Captain Hook? Like, is that kind of... I think it was like, I think they meant like 80s action movie, would be a bad guy. Oh, like like Kindergarten Cop? Like that, that guy with the dirty ponytail? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or the guy from The Fifth Element? Like, Gary, if I look like Gary Oldman with like a head cap on, I'm happy. Alright. <laughs> I would I would. So you, you've... You have bestowed that moniker. Well, someone has bestowed it upon you, and you you've taken it up. Yeah, I think that's my new aesthetic. All right, that's cool. Yeah, take over the world. If you happen to be on the interwebs and find, you know, someone selling on, on the eBay's bigs like, you know, Thunderfire Cannon or his other objects, just let us give us a give us a note. 
put it on our website, www.beyondthedice.com. So Spiggish can go collect it. At Beyond the Dice is our Instagram. Have fun. We have fun there. Go. Good. You can also have a chat with us at facebook.com slash btdpod. Uh, also, uh, it'd be great if you could send us a review on iTunes. Um, that's the best way to for us to get more people to see our podcast at the moment. So, yeah, that would be absolutely great. Thanks. Another thing, guys, is we have a Discord. So, um, when I'm editing, I generally sit in Discord and you can come in and have a chat and that sort of thing. We also play video games, some of us. And if we're online, feel free to come into the Discord and... Uh, chat with us or play a game with us if you uh, you know play video games too um, the link is on our facebook to all of our listeners and downloadees and all of you out there good day good night farewell i say good day i say good day Zane. we were finishing off by going to the taxi rink or place of business the hub as you will taxi rink <laughs> what do they drive around in on yeah, they bump into each other and they <laughs> <laughs> there's carnies and they're like twenty dollars for two minutes twenty dollars two minutes anybody want a taxi rink? to the taxi rink <laughs> <laughs> let's go to depot <laughs> no no not in this not in this world today i called it it's a called, depot it's called <laughs> a rink it's a rink now no <laughs> it ain't. There ain't no rinking. <laughs> the de- de- deposit of taxi place. Uh, and I think Moss had a heart attack. You, hey, and- just real quick. Yeah. You're recounting the episode before last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like we're, 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 we're literally now, as of now, five minutes into recording. Yep. And, have, and he hasn't even started getting it right. Which which episode are you talking about? I'm lost. He told you where to start. <laughs> you fucking pull up in the taxi outside the library. What happened oh, next? Is it the whole episode was the library one? And decided whether or not he would join these Avenger team. Keepers of law. Yeah, no, those Avenger team. And so, right. did you read the group email? Come on, dude. There was a little email that was sent to us so that so that, so that this wouldn't happen. So that we wouldn't get six and a half minutes through the recording. This is six and a half minutes of great bloopers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you so disappointed? You're like, I put all this effort, I wrote this massive email, and that happened. So, let's start with, um, yeah, let's start with you, Spigs. What do you want to do? Uh. Sorry. What do you want oh. to do? Oh. Well, what was that? The magical plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, gnome boy. Boy, gnome. Huh? Lorian. Just really quickly, you don't know what gnomes are. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we got there. I wish Ollivander was like a like just some belligerent like Cockney skinhead. <laughs> Oh, you want a fucking wand? Come in here. I've got the best fucking wands around. And then he stomps you. <laughs>